Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about cancel culture and the need to defend the behavior of loved ones. Where does responsibility lie? Is it helping or hurting, and how can we grow? And then this week, Jared, what are we going to talk about? We're going to keep building on cancel culture. It was a popular conversation in the group. Um, Jesse put me onto it. I missed part of it. I've read through as much as I can to get caught up before we got on today. But um, we're going to stick with cancel culture. We're going to talk um, a little bit about what happened to Gina Carano. You guys don't know. She works for Disney. She got canceled recently, right after I'll talk. <laughs> and um, Jesse knows her, so it's going to be a unique perspective. Right? Or has met her, right? And... Um, and we're going we're gonna to talk about, um, you know, what, it, what any form of, of persecution or canceling out of thoughts and ideas, right, can be. And really what we want to talk about, I think, is we're going to build on to that kind of persecution aspect of cancel culture, right? I think in terms of, you know, why we think it's dangerous. <laughs> As, am, I, am I correct? Is that what we're going to do, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just I if everybody Jared and I were talking before we start recording, if you haven't had a chance to read through the thread on the February sixteenth post on what your opinion on cancel culture is, it's in just a, it's it's kind of got a green background, yellow screen background. Uh, what is your opinion on cancel culture? Is it moving things in a positive direction? Or is it taking society the wrong way? I encourage you all to take a few minutes to read the thread. It has some incredible discussion in there. And both Jared and I were saying like that, that discussion is very much like, I think, you know, why we started a group, why we kept, is there such a broad range of perspectives from people of such broad backgrounds. But what's beautiful about the discussion is, is while everybody may have different opinions, you can see the, the underlying reason behind their opinions is because they genuinely believe that's going to be what's best for humanity. And it reflects, I think, what Jared was saying before, before we start recording, one of the things that makes America so incredible is because this is a country of people coming from such different backgrounds and belief systems and, and whatnot, that it does create this melting pot of diversity and conversation. And so if you haven't had a chance to read it, it, this whole thread will probably take five to 10 minutes to read through. It's well worth the investment of time. It's been insightful, it's been eye-opening, and it's been extremely inspiring and hopeful for me too to see some of the things and thoughts people share and how openly they have these challenging and difficult conversations. Yes. Yes. It's, 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 um, it's really cool. And I want to get back to the, to the melting pot. Um, but I want to start off with, um, Gina Carano. So if you guys don't know who Gina Carano is, uh, she's a former, um, UFC mixed martial artist. I think she was a champion. Was she a champion? Yeah, she's champion. Wow. She got yeah. beat by Cyborg. Okay. <laughs> Give me by a person named Cyborg. But, <laughs> but Gina Carano was pretty badass. Um, or is, right? And then she got into acting. Um, and that's how Jesse met her. Well, instead of Fast and Furious, right? Yep. But now she's um, she is um, she's a I think her name is Kara. Kara Doom on uh, this show called The Mandalorian. If you guys don't know, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a yeah, like, pretty big Star Wars fan. Um, and uh, 
the Mandalorian is based from Star Wars. Anyway, never mind. I won't get into that. But anyway, she got um, fired from Disney after making a statement comparing um, what's going on with cancel culture and the um, labeling of all Trump supporters as racist and the attacks on, um, you know, conservatives. She compared that to um, what, what was the persecution of Jews in Germany prior to um, the actual Holocaust, right? Prior to um, uh, Hitler really becoming, you know, chancellor and prime minister and all that kind of stuff, right? And it was like that buildup in terms of, you know, just Jewish things weren't allowed. Jewish things were, you know, um, demonized, right? And so she's comparing that same demonization process, that same, well, this is bad process to the this is bad um, in terms of what Germans were doing to Jews, right? And blaming them for all the issues of Germany. And so she feels like that's what's happening to um, conservatives right now, right? Um, and you can kind of see that when you see posts with, you know, um, if you don't do this, you're the problem. If you don't see this, you're the problem, blah, 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 right? And the, the crazy thing is, like, as with everything, right, got mixed feelings on it, man. But she's got some good points. What do you, I mean, to me, she's got some good points. And then she gets canceled immediately after saying it. Hasbro stops producing her toys. You know, Cara Doom character is like, gone and Gina Carano is now, you know, ruined, right? And, um, you know, she didn't make a racist statement. She didn't, <laughs> to me, she did not sound like a bigot, right? All she did was say that this is dangerous, the way that people are, you know, just canceling out whole groups of people for their political beliefs and political opinions and, and, and demonizing that whole group of people. And um, yeah, I, I there are a lot of things what she's saying that I, I agree with. And, uh, but there are some things that I, I want to say that I don't agree with, but I want Jesse to go. I want you, I want to hear what you have to say on it, man. Yeah. So first, Jared, I want to share the screen just so we have the actual post up here. And then can you see that? So I'll read yeah. it. It says, so this is what she posted. She put Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children with a sad face emoji because history is edited and it says quote because history is edited most people today don't realize that to get to the point where nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of jews the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being jews how is that any different from hating someone for their political views yeah. so obviously first when you see there's some inflammatory words there namely the the n-word the nazi word and it's almost when we hear that word, we immediately go to such extremes and understandably so there's, there was absolute extreme atrocities going on during that time. And while the comparison might be extreme, I think there's an opportunity to, and here's, here's where my biggest challenge with cancel culture is. It's so easy for me to say that is wrong, racist, whatever the terminology is, and then immediately cut off understanding what is she trying to communicate here. 
or what might be true of this because I think that inevitably everything there's some there's some kernel of truth in it right it's like some of the best stories in fiction are are spun from accounts of nonfiction. some of the best you know movies have some origin of negative truth in it and so it's like what 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 can be true here is it true that it was probably easier for a Hitler to come in and take power because people had formed such a strong distrust from one another. It, it definitely could be, right? Like inevitably, we're going to see that in politics. People rise to power fundamentally because, and this last election cycle really showed us that, because it's not so much we strongly believe in the other person, it's that we strongly disbelieve in someone else. And I think the bigger issue is, is most of us, we don't like to look at the icky parts of ourselves. And so we would rather sweep it under the rug. Now, it was extremely windy here in Santa Barbara a couple days ago. And what happened with that wind is everybody who had swept dirt under the rugs, the rugs had blown off and dirt went everywhere and just created a big effing mess. <laughs> so, and, you know, and this isn't to say that any of us are at this extreme behavior where we go around calling ourselves Nazi-esque and that. But what it is to say I think in the bigger pieces is that when we are immediately assuming bad, wrong, the worst about someone and not trying to understand to the point that we will uh, impact their livelihood and whatnot, I think that's where we start to go down a slippery slope because then we start to, we're, we're, we're decreasing, we're, we're, we're taking away humanity in the name probably of moral righteousness and I imagine in some way, I wasn't around during that time in the, in the 20s and the 30s in Germany and throughout Europe. But I can imagine that if I was during that time, it was easier and easier and easier to do the things that were done when I'm not seeing the human, when I'm not seeing the, the person who has the same hopes, dreams, desires as me, but I'm seeing a a a person who has a different religion to me, a person who is just a Jew, a person who then you start to put in adjectives behind it, a filthy Jew or whatever that is that goes with it, right? Those kinds of terminologies that we start to, we start to add in there to, again, remove more and more of the humanity. And then pretty soon it creates a me versus them scenario. And most of us will choose me before we'll choose them. When we, it comes down to a matter of basic survival, right? We all have our zombie apocalypse scenarios, or maybe it's just me that, you know, where we would choose myself and, you know, we protect ourselves versus others first. And that psychology is not that far away from any of us. And that's the big ruse of it all. This is where if you haven't read or watched the Milton Erickson experiments, it is the most important, I think, piece of psychology where he did the electrical, electrical shock treatment and he did it largely because they wanted to try to understand why would, what did it take to have the Nazis come to power? What would it take to create a Hitler? And in the psychological community at the time, it was largely regarded that, you know, it was a phenomenon that you'd have 0.001% of the population. Basically, the, the experiment was designed to, Erickson th wanted to theorize what would it take to get somebody to administer a fatal electrical dose to a complete stranger. And people said that moral conscious would intervene in that a small percentage of percentage basically the monsters the hitlers would actually do it 
Well, what Erickson found was quite the opposite, that under the right conditions, which is basically just subtle authority with straightforward encouragement, 60% of the population would administer a fatal dose. Then if somebody else witnessed a stranger administering a fatal population, administering a fatal dose, then that person who followed was their, their likelihood of doing a fatal dose was up to 90% because now what it meant was it meant that it was okay and normalized. And so what that means in just simplest forms is like we all would like to think we would never do this, but in our group of 280 people, 90%, Jared, you're more of a math guy than me, that's going to be, you know, 260 of us basically under those conditions, which takes very little to set up, would, would kill another stranger that we didn't know simply because an authority figure told us to please continue and we had seen somebody else do it and say it was okay. Yes. Right? Yeah. So as what as you were talking, what I was I was thinking about Oh Jared, we lost your audio. I heard I heard you say as you were talking what I was thinking about and then your audio cut out. We'll stand by while Jared gets his audio, his audio figured out. Uh oh, Jared, now we now you're frozen. And so I'll just I'll just add this piece while we wait for Jared to come back. I I met Gina a few years ago and had a number of conversations with her over a span of about four months, and we never talked politics or personal belief systems or anything like that, but. The conversations we did have and what we did cover, she's always very kind, always very polite, always very thoughtful, always very considerate in asking questions. And I remember there was a couple of times I had said stuff, at, you know, just kind of in passing or making a joke. And rather than, I think a lot of us doing the surface level response, which is laughing or kind of, you know, whatever, if we didn't get the joke, I remember her asking questions and at the time the questions were really kind of uncomfortable and it was uncomfortable because I didn't anticipate her asking the question. I didn't anticipate that, that level of thoughtfulness in, in digging in on what I was saying. So that's just, I just am throwing that out there for a little bit of background for, for this is that I never, we never got into politics or anything else, but what we did, chat about, there was a thoughtfulness and a, and a inquisitiveness and also a very kindness that I would see demonstrate on a regular basis. And it looks like Jared is trying to reconnect to his audio and video right now. So we'll see if he comes back in. But uh, Jared, it says, still can't hear you, but your video's back. says it's it looks like it's got a mute on it ask to unmute isn't it funny we jared and i have been able to do this thing for eight nine months now and we've had virtually no technical difficulties and then all of a sudden it just it's it's one of those things when it rains it pours but so i you know it's something to consider too is i think that at least from my opinion is there's always this opportunity to ask the question 
about what is the intent behind, what does this person mean? I think my fundamental challenge with the cancel culture is where, is it seems, and to me, it's largely predicated on an assumption. An assumption that whatever this person is saying or doing, or maybe it's just a person, must be wrong, bad, and right, and therefore they must be canceled. It, it, instead of us seeking to really understand what the, what the desired outcome is behind them. Why are, what's the motivation for it? Why are they doing this? And when we become a culture of not seeking to understand, but instead, you know, wielding the card of morally right, I, I think that's a slippery slope. And, it, and it's also, it doesn't mean we have to agree with people's behavior, but for us to grow, at least from my opinion, we have to be willing to engage in conversations and try to understand. And, and after we have that conversation, we just decide that they are so far removed from our version of reality and they're so completely and immeasurably different than us. You definitely decide not to like them, definitely decide not to support them. And, and maybe rightfully so, they, they shouldn't have the job or the position they have. And I think that our opportunity in our generation at this time in history is to, unlike any other time, is we have the ability to have those conversations. We have those abilities to, to do the research and to find new facts and to form new opinions and have things because information is so abundantly available. And I think we have that obligation to remember that information is in abundance at a time when it never was before as opposed to it being just the biased voice that we hear in our head, which is usually based off a little tiny bit of information. Jared, your audio come back? I am on my phone. Yes, we can hear <laughs> you again. Yeah, so I don't know if it's gonna be as clear. I gotta figure out what's going on here. I think we were about to touch on something the world doesn't want us to, that's what <laughs> <laughs> That was Big Brother cutting you off. So what I was saying is, as I was listening to you, right, I was um, thinking about two things. Um, one, human beings underestimate what they are capable of often, right? I think some people overestimate what they're capable of, but I think a lot of people underestimate what they're capable of in terms of, you know, where their morals might break down, right, and what they would be considering doing. Um, you know, given, given certain circumstances, right? Like, you know, the mom, the mom who's the nicest lady in the world and super wonderful and blah, 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 blah. If she sees her kid killed in front of her, I guarantee you she's going to go psycho. Most of them will, right? <laughs> and they're going to go mama bear and they're going to, you know, try to do what a mama bear would do when you threaten their their, their cub right in front of them, right? They're going to yeah. rip you to shreds. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, even the person that said, I, I can never kill anybody. I, I can almost promise you. I'm going to put you in the right situation where, you know, that may happen. And, 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 you know, and then sometimes underestimate, you know, the good that they can do or, you know, or how good they can be. But anyway, that's one thing, right? People underestimate what they're capable of in terms of committing atrocities. The other thing, right, the, the number two thing is, is, as you were talking and as we've been talking about, you know, what happened to the Jews and all that kind of stuff, I started to think, like, how is it different 
the way we do cancel culture and things like that now in terms of, oh, this person made a racist, sexist, whatever bigotry, bigoted comment. And don't get me wrong, all those things I do consider wrong, right? But I think, I think before we add on here, I think some people are taking it to the extreme, right? In terms of like, you know, that, that person may not think or really believe that way or feel that way, or they were drunk at the time, or they were upset at the time, or blah, 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 blah. You know, how is all of this cancel culture stuff, is how is that different from, you know, I'm a Christian, I can't be friends with a Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. Because it feels like I'm a Democrat, I can't be friends with a Republican. I'm liberal, I can't be friends with a conservative. You know, I'm a Trump supporter, I can't, they don't want to be friends with me for that, right? How is that different from I'm white, I can't be friends with you because you're black? Mm. Or, uh, 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 you know, like I said, or I'm a Christian, I can't be friends with you, or Muslim. I'm a Muslim, I can't be friends with you because you're a Jew, right? And so uh, the reason I like the religion comparison, right, is because those are ideologies, right? Those are distinct ideologies that have similarities but are different. And people, we, most of us in America consider it wrong when people cancel out other people based upon their religious belief, right? Based upon an ideological, an, an ideological system, an ideology, right? You know? And so it's almost becoming like politics is religion, right? And now we cancel each other out based upon political ideologies as opposed to based upon uh, uh, our religious ideology. And it's like, okay, humans, we've evolved far enough that I'm not just gonna, you're a Christian, let's take it a step further. You're a Lutheran, I'm a Protestant, I can't talk to you. We've evolved far beyond that, praise goodness, but Mind you, Catholics used to kill Lutherans by the hundreds. It's called the Hundred Years War. Look it up. <laughs> by the thousands. I'll take it back. <laughs> Lutherans in Germany and France, all they were getting slaughtered and smoked. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. Catholics in England were getting slaughtered and smoked. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just... That was just the truth, right? Christians were killing Christians for being different kind of Christians, right? Um, you know, and, and that was an ideological system of the ideological debate. We've evolved past that. But thousands of people had died first. I don't want to go through that kind of stuff again, right? And, 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 and now, and, and Jews caught the brunt of that, right? Because they were the most different. And their, and their persecution lasted far longer, right? So you you have to recognize that if during a hundred years war and all those other kinds of times and don't get me wrong the war was more conflated was more to it than Lutheran versus uh, Catholic or Protestants versus Catholic but that was part of it Jews were also being persecuted all that time so it was easy to for 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 Hitler to flip right or for the Nazi Party to flip focus back to the Jews right when when um when you know they wanted to come to power in in germany because literally that persecution of jews had been going on for over a thousand years right just in you know micro scales you know atrocities here and there (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean and and and, um but now we've come now we've evolved past that 
we can see past religious doctrine, especially in America. In America, we can. Other countries, and I mean, not, not, maybe not quite as much, but in America, we can see past, you know, religious doctrine as being a means for canceling out or demonizing a whole other group of people. But we've found another one, and we're using, you know, conservative and or liberal and or communist beliefs to try to cancel out whole groups of people, right? And, you know, it's really weird. It's like the scale tipping in the opposite direction. But my, I guess my, my, my thing is two, th- two wrongs don't make a right, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. And yes, has racism, bigotry, sexism, are all those real things, specifically racism and sexism, that America has an ugly history with. Absolutely. But it's dangerous to tip the scale in the other direction um, in, an, in an effort to, to, to right a past wrong or whatever, right? Two wrongs don't make a right. Do you, think, you know what I mean? Do you think we can cancel without labeling? So what I mean by that is it seems that when we cancel, we often cancel because we put some label on the behavior. This is xenophobic, homophobic, sexist, racist, et cetera. I, I get it. I get it. And, and by putting the label on it, then we expand it. Right? Yeah. That's what you're it saying. seems like that makes the convenience of it. Right. So could we really cancel it if we were actually looking at the human being? Like no labels, no labels. It's just a human being. And so then free from those labels, we have to sit with and ask ourselves, if we're open to it, asking ourselves, well, what is the motivation behind this? Why would they do this? And what are they trying to say? What are they trying to prove? Whatever that line of questioning is. I, w- I would say yes, but then I would also say no. And, 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 here's, and, and, here's, and here is the, the rub, right, when you say that, right? So can we cancel on an individual basis? I think so, but here's the issue. When a human being is really horrible, right? Really horrible, we're drawn to it. And, 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 and we almost applaud it to a certain extent. Think about some famous figures, Al Capone, John Gotti. We were talking about Pablo Escobar. Right. Um, and this is just this is just American history. Right. <laughs> you know, Genghis Khan. Right. Yeah. So think about these, think about these people that, that that we Julius Caesar that we talk about who killed people, killed their friends, killed, you know, for power and all of these other kind of things. And, and but they were famous at the time of their life. Right. These are individuals, individuals who committed great atrocities and great wrongs, right? And were ruthless, right? But because we looked at them as individuals, we were also able to see their positive, confident, smart, a winner, driven, intelligent, right? Charismatic, right? So, so when we look at the individual, a lot of times we consume, we consume, you know, almost more of the parts that we like than the parts that we don't like. Yeah. Che Guevara, 
right? He's a you know, uh, uh, the mass murderer, right? We can see the more we can see. Oh, but look at them and like you know they're great in so many ways, right? And whatever. And then, but when we label, it allows us to be like, yeah, but they were a Nazi. Yeah, but you know they were a bigot. I mean, Walt, Walt Disney. This is you know largely uh, you know known was a Nazi sympathizer, right? And, and and people don't talk about that anymore. He's not canceled. Right? Partially because, and maybe he will be in, in this, in the way culture is going now, but he was a human being at the same time. Right? And he was a product of his experiences and his environment and everything else. Right? And so it's, 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 it's really, really, really difficult to, uh, to cancel without labeling, I think. I, 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 because I, I think naturally human beings really want to take people on an individual basis. That's what I think. And so when you become famous or whatever, people, or you become, or you're in a, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people don't really want to take people on an individual basis. I think it's really it, it gets dangerous. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, not talk in circles. But you say you just said something that made me talk in circles, man. <laughs> let me. Let me. I, I I know you have to jump off. So I just want to try something and just just let's just all have an open mind with this. And this is I'm making this up as I go, but just curious to see. So I'm going to read you a statement. People were beaten up in the streets, not by soldiers, but by their neighbors even by children. And just, so there's that statement. I'm going to share my screen again. And just notice what your initial emotional reaction is to each of these. So here's, I just typed in on Google, people beaten up in the streets. And these are the first images that pop up. That's obviously a stock photo. Yeah. But just notice if different images evoke different emotion. Can, can you go back? Mm -hmm. Can you go back? One more. No, another one. That one. Right? No, go forward. So the reason I want you to stop here, right, is you see the kid with the camera out, smiling really hard, enjoying this wrong act by this other kid, which we we could assume we don't know what the kid did getting his head slammed into the into the uh into the into locker did, right? We don't know what he did. Yep. But we make the assumption that this is bullying, whatever, or this is wrong, right? And that kid that's slamming his head into the locker is a bigot, right? He's a bully. He's a punk, right? But you see the smile on the other kid who's not getting bullied and videoing it, right? Now, fat, now forward, now forward, one more clip. What do you think the faces of the people filming this are? As this kid's getting beat up, I guarantee you, some of them look just like that kid in that last clip, smiling, laughing, giggling at this kid getting beat. No. 
what and, happens when and, we scroll over and we look at the headline of it and it says the eight most satisfying times to finally beat up your high school bully does it change it because when i read that it implies that this guy who's getting beat up here is the bully and he's got his comeuppance yeah i guess so maybe <laughs> you know but it's it's a curious, it's a it's a curious thing right because if we go back to that initial statement where it's like what what brings what happened with Gina to life more is it the words or is it the is it the image is it the combination of both because if we were just say that people were beaten up in the streets by their neighbors even by children we probably all agree that's been true and we'd also probably agree that history is edited and most people don't realize today that to get to the point where you could fill in the blank you could say Nazis Christians Catholic Muslims Israelis, Palestinians, uh, you know, it goes on. Warring tribes in Africa. Sunni, Sunni versus Kurds, yes. Warring tribes in Africa. Uh, Taliban. Sunni uh, versus, yes. Yeah, Republican <laughs> versus Democrat could easily round up thousands of fill in the blank. The government first made their own neighbors hate, this, hate them simply for being Kurd, Sunni, Muslim, Christian, Catholic, white, black, Jew, Republican, Democrat, Trump supporter, Biden supporter. And how's that any different from hating someone for their political views? It's an interesting thing. I always, I, this is just throwing this out to me. I know you gotta go, but I always find these kinds of things fascinating if we, if we edit out the trigger words. And so this one is probably Jews and Nazis. If we edit out the trigger words, and we just experience the statement independently of those words. And then if we were willing to go a step further and swap out those trigger words and go back in history at another time and, and see to see what would, what would be true for us, what we feel. And, it, and it, it makes me kind of full circle, Jared. You know, last week we started talking about you, you had told me you don't need to defend your grandma. And I wonder how many times that some of us, again, hearts in the right place and we get so upset by statements like this because there's a part of us that is defending this piece in our own history. And we don't, we want to kind of exonerate ourselves from being bad. And so we don't want to, I don't know, it, it's a complicated thing, but it's something that I think it's worth us all just playing with and examining and seeing what comes up for us with it. A hundred percent. And it's hard to examine because a lot of those bad pieces we like to blot out, right? And, and, and so subconsciously you remember it, so, but consciously you don't or you don't recall it. So when you hear it, it strikes that subconscious mechanism slash memory and you're automatically defensive without recognizing why, right? Yeah. Does that make, am I making sense? Yeah. Like, you're, like, like yeah. that, it pings something from your childhood or past memory, you didn't recall it, but you know it made you angry and you're gonna fucking attack. Or you're going to defend, right? Or, you, or it makes you it makes you worried, so you defend. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so, and, and, and I, I know you got to go, so. dude. I've already kept you past your time. So, just questions right. for people. Uh, you know, are there statements that offend you with the cancel culture piece? What would happen if you swap out the trigger words for the just a blank statement? Would it change it for you? And again, these are these are introspective opportunities and this isn't to make anyone bad good right or wrong this isn't about needing to defend why you believe or what you believe this is just really examining about what comes up for you even just going through that quick slideshow with jared it was interesting like hearing him have his observations about the images 
I noticed that I was ex having different experiences too. And then when he started pointing stuff out, I started to experience it differently. So just, just notice that. And it's, it's, this is a part of humanity that we can embrace, but then we also need to understand probably to work through and continue to build that bridge. Yes. Wonderful. And, I like it. Good, I, appreciate good you, man. <laughs> I appreciate you, man.